0: Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm having a couple technical difficulties today. Uh, For example, all of a sudden, my mic stopped working, so hopefully the sound is okay. If not, bear with me. I I really try to have a very good sound recording, um, but I've already submitted a warranty ticket, so hopefully I'll have a replacement soon. Um, otherwise, I'm just gonna have to buy another mic. Anyway. Thank you so much for being here for another week. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening or watching this podcast. As you know, I'm on YouTube and on every podcast platform, so feel free to you know, leave a five-star review, thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube, and let's get right into this week's episode. So this week I actually received a whole host of questions from a colleague of mine, and I thought that the questions were actually really good and deserve to be a topic and a conversation on their own. So this week we're going to be talking all about social media etiquette and work relationships and how social media and the workplace come together or potentially divide. So I'm going to focus on three of the key themes and questions that this colleague and friend of mine asked me. Um, And the first is, if you choose to stay public on social media, should you limit your content or speech to be in line with your professional persona? And this is a a very common question. I get this question all the time. And the short answer is no. I think that it's important that people are still themselves and um, you can be yourself and post your content and speak the way that you want without being connected to your company. There are a few considerations though. The first is that if you are choosing to stay public, you are inherently acknowledging that if at any point your um, employer is known, so let's take LinkedIn for example, like if I post something on LinkedIn where you can see my employer, I should be considerate that I potentially am reflecting the beliefs of my employer. Now, one of the things that you can do is write a disclosure. One of the things that I have in every single notes or like show notes um, for every episode that I post is that I say none of the opinions or thoughts or beliefs that I share are representative of the thoughts, beliefs, or opinions of my employer. And I say that because I'm taking the utmost um, caution that I potentially am going to say something that my employer doesn't agree with. LinkedIn is obviously a different platform. It's very much uh, professionally driven. And so that might already mean that you're not necessarily posting the same things that you would necessarily or potentially are posting on Instagram or Facebook, for example. Um, But the same thing kind of goes, assuming that you are not posting anything that is harassing, defamatory, or illegal, you really have the ability to say and post what you want. I, there's obviously an asterisk there because employers can hold people accountable to what they post. Um, and I'll, I'll get to that actually later on in this episode. On the flip side though, and I talked about this in a previous episode, which I'll link um, below, the Idea or notion that you can say or post whatever you want, not necessarily true, right? If someone starts, you know, posting that they're in the KKK, the employer could say, "Hey, you know, we're we're going to fire you." But an employer could do it, um, as long as the employer is not terminating the employee for concerted activity. For example, if an employee is trying to engage in a union or or you know collective bargaining or talking about Their employment, an an employer really can look at social media as a potential to not hire or to, you know, remove the person from their payroll. Consult an attorney if you're using this uh, as legal advice. It is not. I'm really just speaking based on general, you know, general uh, experience and observations that really what you post on social media is kind of a double-edged sword sometimes. Ultimately, I think you should be yourself. On social media, after all, it is your content, it is your page. And some people like have huge followings. Some people are influencers, right? I mean, you can still be that and do that while working a full-time job um, or for a different company. So I think that the consideration to be made there is that if you are staying public, you don't necessarily need to limit your content or speech, but you do need to think about how are you separating yourself from your work. Thinking through that, if you don't want your content or your speech or anything that you post to be um, seen by anyone, then I would suggest go private. So overall, it's really a gray area because while yes, you can be yourself and you shouldn't necessarily need to or feel the need to limit what you post because of your job, you also do want to make sure that you're not posting anything that could get you into like legal trouble. And if you're, you know, if you're just living your life and you're posting social justice content and you're, you know, posting about yourself, like you're probably fine. Right. I think this ultimately is going to lead us into the next question. Um, But really what I would recommend if you are in the influencer space or you are trying to grow your brand or anything like that, maybe consider adding a disclosure for example in your bio where it's like my opinions are my own it's short it's sweet is it so chic maybe not but if you are um worried about that in any way that could be a good option for you. So segueing us into the second point or the second question that I mentioned just before, the question is how do I prevent the blur of lines between asserting myself as a manager while someone is following my personal accounts on social media? And so I think that this is a reasonable question because really the segue there between the first question and the second question is that now we're we're potentially worried about the content we're posting because people that we work with or people who are in, you know, colleagues of ours now can see what we're posting. And so with this question, I think that I can understand why there's that feeling of a blurred line. And for a long time, I felt very weird about anyone that I work with following me on my personal account. And I always go through this like internal dilemma of do I remove them from my followers? Do I block them? Do I limit them? And it's tough. And really I don't post much. And what I do post is just, you know, my life. But the question is like, do I want people who work with me or for me to know about my personal life? Do I want them that connected? I don't know. I go back and forth. If someone's reporting into me, I probably don't want them all in my personal Instagram, but they can follow the HR Tracy Instagram any day. Um, so I would say preventing the blur of lines, you can do a few things. You can either completely remove or unfollow the person so that they cannot see your content. You can restrict their visibility. Of course, we kind of talked about this before. You also could just have a candid conversation. And really what I think that could look like is, hey, so-and-so, I realize you follow me. I just want you to know, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable with this because I just prefer to keep my public life a little bit more private. Now, here's the thing. If you have that conversation, I would say that you probably need to have a private account. If you have a public account, you can't really have that conversation because you're public. You're putting yourself out there. And so you're kind of opening the door for people who work with you or for you to follow you. So if you are public and you want to have a conversation about potentially limiting that person, you might not need to, like you could just limit them and be done with it and not have to have the conversation. They won't see your stories, for example, on Instagram, or they won't see certain content, um, but they will see what you physically post. So maybe it makes it uh, makes you change the way that you distribute your content. Again, especially if you're an influencer, I guess this is more um, applicable or relevant to you. But if you're just like a person who posts pictures with your dogs, for example, it might not matter that much. Um, if you're looking to limit the interaction or the following because you want, you know, and this question is really talking about assertion as a manager then I would say that limiting them, limiting their visibility is probably the way to go. And don't follow them back. Um, I think once you follow someone back, it basically says, hey, we're connected on that personal level. And so we have a different relationship. And even though you could argue that that doesn't necessarily happen, I do think that once you're connected with colleagues on social media, it does change the dynamic a little bit. It makes the connection a little bit deeper, a little bit more personal potentially. And so I would say first step, if you're public, don't follow them back. Second step, limit them. Um, And then the third is maybe, you know, considering going private if you're really uncomfortable with a colleague following you. Again, personal decision, but I would say that that those are some of the ways that you can prevent blurring the lines. If you are public and you want to remove that person or block them, I think you're entitled to that too. One of the kind of sub-questions to this question that was posed was, well, when you block the person, does it send like a message that you don't intend to send? And that's where I would say, yeah, it probably does, but you might be able to have the conversation, especially if you have a good re- working relationship with the person, to say, hey, this is not personal. I just want a public brand, but I don't want anyone from work to actually be so engaged with my content this isn't about you but once you and I don't work together anymore if at any point we don't work together then you know I can go ahead and unblock you is it a little awkward maybe probably Um, but you are you are the gatekeeper to what you allow on your social media platforms but again I think it's very very hard not to blur those lines when you're public but I do think that you can uh, keep that person in your followers list or like as someone you're connected to while also maintaining the line by not following them and by not engaging in their in content with them if they message you, maybe it's it. You know, you keep it really brief and really basic, and and you don't kind of like get involved in additional conversations. You might also want to consider creating a separate account where you are posting things that are more personal to you on one account, and posting things that are more about like your brand, or if you're trying to grow in the social media space, or if it's a you know depending on like your interest, maybe it's like an interest based account, and that might be different, might feel different for you. Um, But I think that it's overall, I think it's possible to have a public account and keep the line separate. What you also could do is say to the person, hey, I noticed you followed me. I just want to be really clear. Like, I am, you know, I am very involved in my social media. I post a lot, but I want you to know that that is separate from what we do at work. And I, you know, we still need to maintain a professional relationship. And there might be moments where we interact on social media, where I, I might not respond or I might not interact with you, and that's not personal. Has nothing to do with work. I just want to make sure that we keep very clear, distinct lines between the two. And maybe that's actually the solution to having a public platform while also keeping a distance between those relationships. The third question that I have here is, what we see on social media while connected can often play a role in workplace accountability. How can we handle this? Or how do we handle this? So he specifically was saying, let's say I see Suzy Q posts on social media but she called out. How do we handle that? And so I actually think it's very simple. Um, We talk to the person. So if you're in a manager role or management position and you see one of your employees is out and about when they're supposed to be at work, so you can, when that employee returns, you can say, hey, it was brought to my attention or I saw that the day that you called out, you were also in this place or, or you know, you were engaging in in activities that lead me to believe that you are not actually sick. What's going on here? And employers can have that conversation. Managers can have that conversation. It's the same thing as the answer to the first question, right? If you are public or if you are posting on social media where people can see what you're sharing and the people who are seeing this are potentially also colleagues of yours. Again, you can like be yourself on social media. You can post and you can do what you need to do. But the second that it violates something for the employer whether it's harassment and discrimination, violence, um, or in this case, time and attendance, you can the employer absolutely can address those concerns. Um, so that's a, a great way, I think, to handle something like that or a concern around accountability um, while connected on social media. The other option here is that if it's becoming too you know too much like complicated getting you know maybe you're you're too involved because now you're connected on social media and like you feel like the lines are getting too blurred you can just completely remove them and unfollow them Um, i think that's a totally appropriate response and i've done it i've removed people from my followers um, without any conversation and i think that's totally fine you are again the gatekeeper to your social media so if you don't want certain people following you or interacting with your content or you don't want to see what someone's posting because you don't want that blurred line and you don't want to have to have that conversation with someone about like hey you called out and yet you were like living your best life in South Beach then you can just completely remove yourself from that situation. If you've realized all of these answers usually come down to having that candid discussion and that's okay and that's where. Building relationships and um, just having those, you know, really connected, strong partnerships is a big part of navigating the gray area in anything, whether it's HR or not. And so I would probably start with those few tips. There were a lot of other questions that this um, friend of mine asked me. If I can get to them on another episode, I will continue to um, answer these questions at the last or like the last 10 minutes or the end segment of the episode. Um, but those were the top three that I have continued to receive and that my friend had um, posed to me that I thought would probably help others in, with similar questions. So, really, in conclusion, I would say, Have those candid discussions. Don't be afraid to remove or potentially block or limit the person. And then to follow up with a conversation. Like, listen, it's not you. They like this is me. I want to prevent us from having like having to have like a weird conversation down the line. You know, you report into me or like we work together. And I just kind of want to keep those two elements of my life separate. I hope you can understand. And then of course, you know, just keep in mind that you are totally free and um able to be yourself on social media but know that employers can talk to you about your posts and so you either need to disclose that you are not representing the employer at all even though that's not going to necessarily prevent any uh at-will employment situations like termination if you are engaging in unlawful or harassing or discriminatory conduct again just keep that in mind but um you should Just be cognizant that what you post could come back to your employer. So in the last few episodes, I have been saving some time at the end to answer questions that I've received through the anonymous submission form and through my Instagram. And so I have a couple questions here, which do go hand in hand with um, the social media theme of the week. So the first question is, what do you do if you see a conflict of interest on social media? In California, especially, there are actually um, laws and stipulations that say employees can't be limited to the employment that they seek. They can take on additional jobs. And so I'm obviously not quoting that verbatim, um, but I will share that information in a link below so that you can read up on that, especially if you're in California. But I would say... Across the U.S., you, you know, it's, it's probably wise to think that way because actually part-time employees are potentially working fewer than 30 hours a week depending on the employer. And so it might not be a conflict of interest. It really depends on the employer's policies. If the employer um, does say that any employment outside of that company is a conflict of interest, then that's obviously really clear, right? But if someone is full-time, could be seen as a conflict of interest um, if they are engaging in similar work. So, for example, if um, a sales associate is a full-time sales associate for one brand and then a full-time or part-time sales associate for another brand, that could be in violation of the conflict of interest policies because of potential um, confidential information that is protected based on your employment and things like that and so what i would say is that again you need to have a candid conversation if there is a clear conflict of interest there needs to be that discussion and i would say you need to involve your hr manager or hr partner because that is something that potentially could involve more than just you and the employee and it could be a, a Bit of a bigger conversation especially if it's happening in other places and so in order to be consistent lawful and fair you do want to make sure you partner with hr and that you then ultimately have the discussion with the employee the second question is is it legal and or ethical for a potential employer to review social media absolutely if you are public on social media you are putting it all out there right like you are saying hey you can look at all of my stuff and you know this is me and if you want to hire me great if not You know, it is what it is. Like you are putting it out there. Um, If your social media is private, I would say that your potential employer is probably not going to see anything unless it's like on Google or they're really doing a a deep dive into your background, but it's absolutely legal and it's absolutely ethical. Um, I think that we can learn a lot from people's social media posts. And I will say that in my past, I made a mistake in not looking at social media when I was hiring someone because if I had, I would have seen the red flags and I would have seen certain things that um, would have clued me into an issue that ended up kind of coming to fruition. And I can't go into any detail on it because it's, it's too specific. Um, and just out of respect for the person, I don't want to get there, but, or go there. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think actually any hiring manager or per- person in a recruiting position should probably do a quick and brief search on social media, just to make sure that there's an alignment between values and, and, you know, what is put out there now, Obviously, people can be private and then you get no information. But if people are public and that information is out there, then employers can leverage that as a reason to hire or not to hire someone. And actually, in many cases, I would say that this is on the positive side of the spectrum, that if you are posting positive things that are, you know, relative to the employer's values or in line with the employer's values, that's going to work in your favor. Um, Like I hope that my HR Tracy Instagram, if any future employer sees it, for example, or even sees my LinkedIn posts says, oh wow, I can really get a feel for what Tracy cares about and what she's good at. And, you know, this this helps me in understanding her potential and, and what she brings to the table. So it, I choose to see it as a positive thing. And so, yes, it is legal and it's ethical. So the final question here, totally unrelated to social media, is do you think there's a different mindset between regional HR and corporate HR structures? So I read this question as Regional, meaning like you're a partner to an entity. So like in retail, the field, for example, our store teams. In sales, it's like, you know, districts or distribution centers or, you know, potentially like microcosms of the company so i see that as like maybe the business partner role the hr manager role and then corporate hr is like maybe the payroll team maybe benefits and rewards or total rewards maybe it's like director vp etc it really depends on the industry but i read this as business partner versus like um the organization's hr function Because they can be totally different, right? Like if you have, if you look at payroll as the organizational function, let's just take that one example, and then you have the business partner function, they are totally different. Do I think the mindset is different? Not necessarily. I think it's hard for me to answer this question because in retail, they're totally connected. Um, But when I think about like another industry like finance, for example, Regional HR is kind of fully connected to the corporate HR in that you are an extension of the corporate structure, even if you are servicing a specific branch or entity. And so I would think that there isn't a different mindset because hopefully the structure within one organization is looking for the, you know, the same kind of skill set for example, and skill set is often, in my opinion, developed by a mindset. Like if you have a really positive mindset, you're going to want to take on more skills and learn more skills. If you have a really negative mindset, just as a super general example, your skills are probably going to be limited. Um, And so I would think that there isn't a different mindset, but I also kind of feel like I'm not fully understanding the question in its entirety. So if you're listening to this and you ask this question and I didn't answer your question, please come back to me and I will follow up on next week's episode. But yeah, I think that in general, the mindset is based on the company or the industry that you are in or going into. So hopefully I answered your question. Again, if I didn't, just let me know and I'm happy to come back to this. On every episode going forward, I'm going to leave the last 10 or so minutes to questions that are asked um, to really provide you the content that you want and to answer the questions that you need answers to. So please continue to leverage my anonymous submission form, which is in my link tree. Everything is linked in the episode notes, the show notes. So please take a look and you can reach out to me on Instagram and DM me comment on a story or a post. And I always keep track. I have a tracker for every single question that comes through so that I am giving back as much as you all are giving to me. So thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening or watching this podcast. And I will see you next week.